Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Lead Her Podcast and again we're currently still in Ireland. Myself, Holly and my mum came over for a little trip. Mum's doing some work um, and we've came over to see some family um, and end up having a little Irish boot camp while we're here. So I don't know if Holly would have been here if I would have done Gaelic football or if I would have went, I definitely wouldn't have went kayaking this morning if you weren't here, because <laughs> I'd be going by myself, and you'd be the same if yeah. I wasn't here. <laughs> so today we have one of my little sisters, Holly, and um, you'll see why where this podcast goes today, why I brought Holly onto the podcast, but just to kind of start with, like, what age are you? 17. 17? <laughs> Only 17, and honestly, me and Joe say all the time, like, we think you're absolutely amazing, and you're so driven, and you're so passionate, and you're so mature for like your age so I was like right we want to get Holly on and, and have a little chat and, and share your story so far and everything you've already accomplished in 17 years mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing so why don't we just kind of start with um what you do and and how you got into playing football mm-hmm. yeah yeah let's go go um <laughs> Um, I started playing football when I was like really young, like seven or something, and yeah. it just kind of got brought about by um at school, just in the playground and stuff. Um, obviously at lunchtime, you just kind of get thrown outside, like do what you want to do, and everyone just has the reflex of things they do. Mm-hmm. And we were just me and like the boys would just find this wet sponge ball and just <laughs> <laughs> play like cuppy against the wall yeah so it kind of went on like that for a bit and then one of the boys dads there was no like good local teams oh, okay. so one of the boys dads started a team so everyone from like the primary school and like all joined this team and then um, that kind of just started where it started off so it was Amazing. just playing with boys yeah was there any great. other girls that played at school as well or no. just yourself no no just me and just little games every friday yeah. night um and then it just kind of turned into a team where we play at weekends and stuff. Um, so I just kind of did that until I was like 11 or, t- like 11 or 12, where it kind of got to an yeah. awkward age where it was like, right, do you, what do you do now that like you can't really play with guys at that age because everyone's mm. going at different rates? And, um, did you notice that when you were playing? Did yeah, you? definitely. Yeah. Like Sometimes we'd be playing a team, my dad would be like, he looked more manly than me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, just different ages as well, and like the physicality gets different. Yeah. Um, Do you think that made you a stronger player having to be brought up like that? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that yeah. because you're not, uh, you're used to being like shoved about and stuff, and it's not just like mm-hmm. you're shocked and you get hit or whatever. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing that I played yeah. with boys to like, you know, yeah. be used to the physicality and stuff a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Like when we've, because obviously, like women's football was huge last year, wasn't it? Was it mm-hmm. last year with the Lions and yeah. them getting to the final and stuff? And I feel like women's football had like one of their biggest turns outs yeah. for um, the game and stuff. But like when me, like I, I sat down with Joe and watched it, and I was like, I'm, I'm ready. Like, come on, you're watching us with me. And he's like, bloody hell, they're really good. And he's like, they're brutal. Like, and do you know what I love? And the reason I stopped watching football, like men's football, I, um, I used to be really into it when I was younger, was that. Like, you literally go like that, and they fall yeah. over, and they're like, ah! Yeah. And when you were watching the women's sport, like, they were getting tackled, and they were just straight up, straight after it. Like, there was no time wasting. It was just, mm-hmm. like, it was just so amazing to watch. And a lot of people say, like, that's why women are like that. Like, we do have a higher pre- uh, pain mm-hmm. threshold, for one, but also maybe a lot of women that we see playing football now have been brought up playing with boys, really, mm-hmm. and they're used to that physicality of it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think, like, most professional women footballers now, you'd ask them, they'd 
they played with boys or like against boys. Yeah. Like that's really common. Yeah. So when we were in primary school, so we the girls were actually not allowed to play football. Mm-hmm. And then we, me and a few friends started playing. And then one year they ended up doing... Because at your school, did they ever do, like, football cups? Like, yeah. Where, like, they'd put all the teams in mm-hmm. and then you... It was, like, a wee mini school World Cup kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And one year they ended up starting doing it for the girls because it wasn't a thing. So, like, it kind of... Oh. It was just starting around then, yeah. but I was never any good at it. Like, mm-hmm. I was terrible. But the boys let us play, which was so lovely, you yeah. know, for them to go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And they wanted more players. And some kids would be like, oh, you're, you're shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, other kids same boys were like nah that they were happy for yeah. you to play which is so nice yeah so, so i think nice. it just depends what their parents are like yeah. because kids usually like reflect their parents yeah that's a good point to be mm-hmm. fair so primary school got into a team started noticing the boys were getting too big so what happened mm-hmm. from there um from there i kind of like started into like girls football so i first started at rangers when i was like 12 and played there for a few years mm-hmm. um played for like multiple girls teams in like the same it's called like a national performance league in scotland it's like where all the it's like the highest league in scotland for women um, and played for a couple of teams in that league until currently playing for motherwell under mm-hmm. 18s um over motherwell <laughs> yeah yeah um so that's where can i am at currently so many um, years was that then seven to ten years yeah. 10 years? Yeah. You've played football for 10 years already? Yeah. How crazy is that? I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, and I can't remember not playing, so it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Just played all that time. And I guess, like, maybe just fill everybody in and what position you play in, or what do mm-hmm. you prefer playing in? Um, so, like, I'm more a uh, defensive player, so that may have been coming from, like, the boys mm-hmm. roughing you up. But, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I like playing defensive and keeping all the goals out hopefully <laughs> like I like scoring goals and stuff at training like I feel like when I yeah. score because I never score in games at training when I score I just can't not smile and it's actually really embarrassing <laughs> feel so proud of yourself yeah and people are like Jesus and then I'm just like okay <laughs> right since we've came to Ireland Holly keeps saying Jesus so you need to not that's one Jesus right, okay. already you're not like right, okay. Jesus again in the Do podcast you take, like shots or something I know um so like what got you into it like what what happened, like, obviously from playing at school, but was there any other encouragement from family or whatever to be like, right, okay, stick in at sports, or was it just more from you enjoying um, it at school and then... Yeah, I'd just say, like, it is, it was enjoyable. It's just, yeah. like, hanging out with your friends, like, obviously you play with your team and stuff, but then also that's, like, a social thing. Like, at the weekend, you would go to the football park and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Cool, awesome. And then, like, obviously you went pretty... Like, doing all your studying at school and then also, like, playing football, it's all, it's really time-consuming. And I can imagine it probably took up a lot of your time. So, like, was there ever moments when you were, like, you just wanted to actually give up and not play for teams anymore? Like, mm-hmm. did you ever get any phases like that? Yeah, definitely, like, different phases and different reasons. Like, obviously, when you think of it, you think, well, that's a bit different. There's, like, stereotypical names you get called, like oh, she must be a lesbian, she plays football, she's a man, oh, you're a tomboy, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Which obviously, like, at that young age, you think, like, other people's opinion is true, so you're like, hmm, like, why am I getting called these names? Yeah. Um, Because you don't know that what they're saying is just could be absolute rubbish. Like, um, obviously, this is quite a funny story. I remember 
I was playing for my school team and rocked up and then during the game I was like what do they call me what's her name and their nickname for me was Captain Jack Sparrow because yeah. I had a headband on <laughs> so whenever <laughs> whenever they had a striker or something marking me they'd be like um make sure someone takes Jack Captain Jack Sparrow and I was like oh that's so mean oh the boys are so mad they're like why are they calling you that and I'm like I know uh that's so, so sad did it yeah. bother you at well, the time. no, I thought, maybe, but I probably just laughed it off and was like, haha. <laughs> That's such a random name. I know, because <laughs> I had like a, like a sports headband on. Yeah. So weird. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of Jack Sparrow with it. <laughs> I, would, I would think that if you had dreadlocks or, and black mascara on or something and black eyeliner. Maybe because he just has a headband on. Yeah, but, um, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I'm just looking at my notes as well. Probably like another thing, with, obviously like name calling's different and getting teased in school. But obviously, as you get, like, higher up, a team has, like, what, 18-plus players, so not everyone can play, which can be quite hard. Mm. Um, obviously, you've got your players who play, and then you've got your subs, and then sometimes there's players that can make it to, like, that part of the game. So it's probably just, like, giving up all this time um, and not playing as much as you want to or not playing at all mm. is, like, a major time where you can give up because footballers train to play games on the games at the weekend like the match day is the best part yeah so obviously that's like can affect your confidence and stuff and did that happen to you yeah um it's definitely happened before with coaches where I just feel like I've been at every session and working hard and given like 100% and then when you don't play you're like well I'm at my threshold like yeah what else can you really do which that can be really hard because it's like um you're sacrificing Mm-hmm. so much and then yeah and I feel like you could, it's not even just with football but I feel like sometimes like within work or studying or whatever you can feel like you can give everything everything that you've got mm-hmm. and you work so hard and it just still doesn't seem to be enough and then obviously you moved did you go on loan or did you move teams and get other games from there mm-hmm. did you or did you just kind of stay with that coach uh, I think I just stayed with it at the time and was like yeah. we'll see um probably got a note of my note here like um I remember there was like a certain game where I was like uh we were we had like I was playing for Celtic at the time and we were playing like top of the league and it was like a couple weeks preparation I was at every game and training session and stuff and I was like getting all excited working really hard making sure I was missing none of it even though I had like a lot of studies and stuff so I tried to put everything in like had no social life at the time <laughs> and then like the game was coming up and I had an exam the next day and I was like mm, do I go do I not go to this game and I was like no I really want to go so I got there got all warmed up was so ready and like we lost and I didn't play and I was like Aww. so gutted I just sat in the car and was like crying with a oh, headache like why no. so I think that's like people don't really talk about that like people talk about sacrifice mm-hmm. um when they're winning trophies and they're like oh I gave up my friends to like be here winning this trophy and everything which makes it sound like oh that's a small sacrifice if you're winning this but then it's the sacrifice you make when you don't get put on and just feel so like disappointed Mm. I guess that's when you have to like reevaluate where you are and like who you're sacrificing all this for is it the coach that you should be or is Mm. it better to move or yeah yeah, so what did keep you going when you were going through these tough times? Like, was there anything that you had personally that kept you showing up and kept you sticking to the game or were you ready to throw the towel in at any point? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely did have times where I'm just like, this is so hard that you're like, you could take easier options. But then I just, 
think to like why I enjoy playing and like you couldn't imagine mm. not playing as well as like when I look at photos of when I'm playing for younger when I'm little I'm like oh they wouldn't want you to stop and just give up yeah so that's something as well like I think about um like, a younger you yeah I think they'd be disappointed if you just gave up after mm-hmm. when you're a teenager and didn't give it like a full shot especially when like women's football is growing so much recently like mm. this is the time mm-hmm. to like it's like all or nothing like yeah really try what would you say to maybe like a parent who has a younger kid because i know because holly does coach as well so we're going to talk about that later but like what mm-hmm. would you maybe say to like a parent that was really wanting their kid to play rugby to play football to be a golfer because like a lot of us who haven't been able to play football as kids like i know for me if we were to have kids like i'd be like right you're playing all these sports and you're going to become professional and you're going to boss it especially with joe as well we have him squatting at like two years oh old God. so like i feel like we'd be really like wanting to kind of encourage them but i feel like there's a line isn't there like when when to hold back and when to push them because sometimes you do need to be pushed to get to your level yeah. and you need to be supported like what's your thoughts on that I think just like go off their energy so if they're mm-hmm. so into it and want to be everywhere just be their support and like obviously they'll need lifts they'll need you you obviously know so much about nutrition like help them eat healthy and everything like that but like let them be guided if they want to go once a week or if they want to go seven days a week they'll kind of decide how much of a hobby they want it to be because obviously it's fine if they just want to play socially and play for the local team mm-hmm. or if they just want to play golf once a month with their friends but if they want to be in it just be there and yeah yeah because we you listen to a lot of podcasts as well don't you and there is a lot of podcasts where people could have gave up but like their parents have like like tiger woods for example like Mm -hmm. he was so so pushed into playing his sport but Mm -hmm. he didn't get to live much of a life Mm -hmm. so i think it's like a really fine line isn't Mm -hmm. it so maybe your biggest advice would be like try and encourage them to do it at least once a week then mm-hmm. give up completely and and when they feel ready they can pick it back up again i guess yeah definitely yeah um, they will obviously appreciate it if you don't let them quit they'll be like i'm glad i didn't quit yeah totally but then it's also hard at the time if you're pushing them and they're just not wanting to do it but yeah i guess everything's like circumstantial yeah is that a word? I don't know if I guess it's second or something. <laughs> um, Stancho that? Yeah, no, it is. It's a word. It's a word. I'm sure it is. If not, we'll make it up. But um, yeah, I think there's probably a lot of us that like, I, I did dance a little bit when I was younger and I loved it. And then I just fell away from it. Obviously, finding out alcohol and social life and it just wasn't something I wanted to spend my money on because I had to pay for it myself as well. And and I feel like there could have been other stuff when I was younger if there was someone to encourage you and to give you mm-hmm. the funds and to help you. Yeah. Like, where life could be if you did keep it something. Because, like, I loved being active when I was a kid, so I do wish there was someone or something that could have kept me in it for a bit longer. Because then when I got to university, again, I didn't have the funds. Like, I didn't join any football teams or mm-hmm. any teams at all. And, like, doing that Gaelic football with you yesterday... I'm like, I missed out on that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have done that when I was younger, but I just didn't have anyone that yeah. had the belief in me or the finances to help me as well. So I mm-hmm. think for a lot of people maybe listening, because we've maybe had similar upbringings, that we want to do that for our kids. Like, being yeah. able to give them all the opportunities that we didn't have, but it's like finding the line how much we push them and how much we let them live their life as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of comes on to, like, because you, you have had to sacrifice a lot. Mm-hmm. to play football studying as well 
yeah. and you've missed out on a lot of kind of social life like you've mentioned every Saturday or Sunday playing games yeah so like has there ever been any kind of struggles with people maybe like friends family that don't understand the mission that you've had mm-hmm. and have you had any struggles with that yeah um I guess friends and family but mm-hmm. also as well just like um when you can't go to like parties and mm. stuff like that and sleepovers especially they're like oh why can't you just leave at like 12 or why can't you just stay here and then go to your game but it's like different because you have to be in like your own bed to get yeah, to sleep. yeah. <laughs> obviously not even sweets all night or you'll be like tired in the morning but yeah yeah that's definitely been quite hard because mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it on the monday morning when you're at school and you're just like oh yeah missed out on all of it yeah FOMO. Then, i feel like you did tell me as well that you with your your team like you do tell each other more you're like a little family so mm-hmm. I guess like you also had that aspect of maybe not getting to go to school go out with your friends at school but you also got to maybe hang about with your yeah. teammates a wee bit and yeah, build like, relationships there I guess yeah definitely like making friendships and stuff um with like away games to like Aberdeen or other places you make all you make memories mm. like off the pitch that are really um yeah, really memorable and like a lot of friends that I've made through football, like I still talk to even though we don't play for the same team. Um, we still talk to them and just catch up. Like we don't speak every day, but when we do speak, it's like you've not been apart for ages. Yeah, so you built really strong relationships mm-hmm. there. Anything else before we move on? Anything else in your notes? Uh, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> the one about um <laughs> anyone that didn't understand your mission, um, or like maybe people that wanted to distract you, and like you said drinking or sleepovers and you couldn't do it mm-hmm. anything else missed out on uh probably school teachers as well because mm. yeah they're just like missing school sometimes if i've had training late or something not going in i'm like obviously it's hard to please everyone yeah um apart from that no no okay cool and what do you feel has been some of the biggest benefits of playing sport growing up um obviously like the obvious one is fitness it's good to have like mm-hmm. good heart fitness yeah 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 heart lungs yeah, yeah definitely um, as well as just like communication skills like you mm-hmm. have to talk to people on the team if you want to or not yeah. on the pitch like and off the pitch so you yeah. learn to like speak to strangers at start from like different uh backgrounds i guess because obviously if you live in one area, you talk to everyone the same. Everyone's quite similar. But if you go to a football team where someone could be from, like, one area and then someone's from a completely different area, it's, like... Yeah. It's the, just different people and different characters you have to mm. learn to, like, get on with or... Um, not like, particularly, everyone, but just to get on with and show respect mm. to. Um, another um, benefit would definitely just be, like... It increases your confidence because you're put in uncomfortable situations like a lot. Yeah. I said to Leanne earlier, <laughs> my dad was really bad for this when I was wee. So like obviously if we have work and everyone would help each other out for getting to training and stuff, my dad would just come in and be like, oh, by the way, so-and-so is taking you tonight. And obviously at that awkward age, like 13, 14, you're like, oh, great. You're going to have to like make small talk in the car and talk <laughs> and have to actually have conversations and like... I don't know how to describe it. It's just good, though, that you're in them situations, talking to adults and talking to other people 
Pretty sure comfort zone at young yeah, age. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Stuff that you don't learn at school. Well, yeah, literally, yeah. As well as, like, travelling to games and interacting with just different people mm-hmm. is does increase your confidence in the long term, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Amazing. Right, any others? Um, yeah, biggest so, benefit? Yeah. Another benefit, obviously, would be, like, it is a release to, like... Mm other stuff so it's like if you're stressed studying or whatever you can just go to training and forget about it or like relate mm. to all the other people who are like um struggling with the balance and or just struggling with school work like it's nice to talk to mm. other people yeah they do see say, that it's not just you yeah and they do say like obviously breaks from studying are really good for yeah. you but exercise is really good for brain health as well and, and retaining information so like constantly hitting the books sometimes isn't the best thing which we all kind of know so it is good even for people maybe listening to this that do work in an office and don't exercise mm-hmm. as much it's like I know you don't have time to exercise and you're maybe super super busy but you're actually probably going to be more productive if you're like right I need to be out here for five to go and play netball or football with the girls and um, that also just gives you that break from work that if you were to come back to work you're refreshed and you're refocused and you're ready to go sitting at the desk all day long yeah. you probably get less done so and everything slows down so it is good to know that there is that contrast with yeah. exercise and studying um, so we left school really early so um, I think pretty much everybody else stayed on. Oh, and Scotland's a wee bit different. I know people are listening from all across the world right now, but in Scotland, you kind of stay in the same high school from 13-ish to like 18. You do six years at um, high school, but after fourth year, you can stay or not. So yeah. basically you decided to leave in fourth, after mm, fourth year, fifth, fifth year. year. So fifth year, mm. Holly left. Um, do you want to talk about why you did yeah. that? Yeah. And she's yeah. also super brainy, by the way. So she's really good at football. And you got, like, all A's and B's. And it's just, like, how are you so intelligent and studying and working in football? But anyway, <laughs> ignore that. But, yeah, why did you decide to leave school earlier? Where did that come from? Um, Probably it started as, like, a repercussion from, like, lockdown and COVID. And we are just always inside doing this online work that was just really boring. Just learning off PowerPoints and everything. And... Um, after fourth year I was like I don't really know what to do like everyone just assumes you're going to stay till sixth year and I was thinking like if you get five hires at a good level you can go to most unis in Scotland so why do people stay till sixth year if they're not happy so I was like at the end of fourth year I was like right okay I'll well maybe it's the start of fourth year so I was like right if I get five A's or whatever, not five or six A's, that means I can take my five hires and then I can just get out. It was like a wee escape plan. Yeah, so, that's amazing though. I love that. So like, I wish I thought like that. <laughs> no, but I was just like, right, this can be my way out. So then I can just have like a chill year. So at, mm-hmm. during fifth year, that was like my mission. When everyone, any teacher asked what I'm going to do, I was like, right, I'm going to just try really hard this year to get gap year. And then... Were all, teachers supportive of that? No, they no. were like what are you doing that's so silly um you mm-hmm. can come back and get advanced hires or whatever mm. but I was just like there's nothing that I'm so interested in and indulged in that I'd want to do like an advanced hire mm-hmm. so it would just be like little random things that I'd be doing which is okay if you enjoy them but I didn't really enjoy school like it wasn't the learning mm-hmm. like I wasn't lazy like I love learning and stuff it just felt like you were there for so long mm-hmm. it was like nine to four every day or whatever and it just felt like you were just there and 
it didn't always feel like the most productive way of time. So mm. I was just like, if I can get what I want, um, then I can leave. And that's what I just kept thinking whenever I couldn't be bored studying. I would be like, I just think about next year. Like there's a quote that's like, work hard today and do your future self a favor or something. And I'm like, every day I was just thinking that like, I can't wait. And now we're yeah. here in Ireland and my yeah. friends are studying in six years. You could have <laughs> been in school and you'd be stressed <laughs> out studying and doing advanced hires and stuff you didn't even need to or want to do. Yeah. Um, but you only came round that discovery with COVID, didn't you? Yeah, it definitely and was. Why was COVID. that? Um, probably just because everything did slow down, and you had this day that you had to schedule with things, so it kind of made me realize like, um, you get to pick what's in your day and what's important to you, um, so once like school went back, like I knew I had more of an idea of what was important to me, like training and. Um, what type of things I actually like to do with my friends so at that point I was like I'm gonna have like a year to figure out what I enjoy what I don't like how I want to actually spend your day because I feel like when you're so on autopilot of school like it was just always school and football that I didn't actually know like what I wanted to do like it was just arranged yeah but then obviously now it's like you always say like oh I'll do this if I have more time but like I've had this whole gap year for something I've not been doing. It's, it wasn't that important, let's be real. Like, yeah. if I really wanted to do it, I would have, which I definitely have been doing more things that I enjoy. Like, um, I play guitar as well for fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not very good, but it's completely <laughs> for me. fun. Completely <laughs> for fun, but, like, as well as just reading books and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I've had more time to do. Mm-hmm. And just, like, more, like, exist. But I have been really busy as well, but it doesn't feel like busy because it's stuff that makes me, like, happy and, like, um, yeah. feel alive. And you also kind of said as well, you touched on this a wee bit when we're, like, have you making Holly drive everywhere because she's passed her test recently? <laughs> so, obviously, like, when you're just past your test, you love driving. So, I'm just like, right, you drive and I'll be a passenger princess this whole trip. So, we've just been chatting while we've been in the car on our little adventures. And you were kind of saying, like, in a way, like, you feel like it used to be like, wait, you have to play football and you have to do teams and you have to do games and everything was all you had to. Whereas I feel like right now you're like, right, I'm never maybe going to get to come to Ireland with Leanne and mum again or Mary mm-hmm. or mum, I say mum. Um, you're never going to get to do that yeah. again. So like you're maybe taking more, like trying to find that balance of like living a little now. And yeah, definitely. Maybe getting that from not being at school as well is just being able to spend that time living and working and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely it would be, like, um, Holly had training or whatever, she can't go. Like, obviously your parents mm-hmm. kind of decide your schedule for you when you're younger. But now I just think, like, I'm moving away to uni in a couple months. And I think in five, ten years, like, I think future Holly, when she looks back, will she remember a week with Leanne kayaking? Oh, my football? God, like, best week ever. <laughs> <laughs> or will she remember maybe, like, that two training sessions? Like, it's mm. very important to be consistent. But then I also think want to look back and have all these childhood memories like yeah definitely yeah. I think that's important yeah cool I love that um anything else you want to add to leaving school and any learnings with COVID and having a little year break uh probably just like recommend it if you're kind of feeling lost or mm-hmm. not sure what's important to you um what you actually enjoy doing on your own as well like I've spent a lot of time on my own because my friends are at school like they're studying now so 
they're quite busy, but I don't mind doing things alone and like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good point, really good point, thank you, amazing. So you now do a bit of coaching, um, so you're kind of getting to see from you growing up and all the different coaches you had and the different approaches you had, you've been kind of learning from all of them to coach kids to be more mm-hmm. confident in their own training. So like what kind of approaches or what have you kind of learned from doing that? Um, I've definitely like learned a lot from coaching. I've did volunteering for like two years at mm. my local girls club where I stay, which is like Dumbarton United. Um, and I also do it as like a job for like Easter camps and stuff like that. Um, from like volunteering, it's you. I feel like both people get something out of the coaching. Like they obviously get to play and have someone there to train them, but also I get stuff out of it because it's like I always leave the sessions feeling better because I've gave up time for someone else. Like obviously teenagers are very selfish, <laughs> typically. <laughs> so actually, doing something for someone else for once can make our mental health actually better. Like mm-hmm. helping other people. Um, yeah they do say that like us being kind to people and an act of kindness um, makes us feel good it gives you endorphins like actually Mm -hmm. helping people because you Um, see them like mm -hmm. the little faces light up when you come in like if I won't be there for like a couple weeks because I'm busy and they'll be like you've not been here for four months and I'm like (laughs) what I was here last week like they notice when you're not there which obviously feels really good yeah Um, so yeah just try to make it like a positive place and be a positive like female role model because I've only had like maybe one or two coaches who have been female Mm. the whole time and like just like a positive place where they feel listened to as well because obviously you have to discipline them but they're there to have fun and playing football should be fun not stressful or make them feel sad yeah yeah and what do you do with any parents, sideline parents? Oh, there's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with that when their parents are maybe being a bit too hard on them? I do say to them, like, come on now, you need to calm it. Because <laughs> I'm just like, well, I wouldn't like it at my age to be spoke to like that. So you shouldn't really be speaking to them because, mm-hmm. yeah, they just feel stressed. Like, they have to just let them make mistakes and run about and chase all of them chase the ball at once <laughs> so do you feel your approach is have fun and you'll get better is that do you feel you that's your coaching approach is like making sure everyone enjoys themselves and you'll yeah. get better i would say like they work hard and have fun mm-hmm. they're like two things i always try and bring to them when i'm taking the kids just yeah yeah like in the wee games work really hard and just run up and down and get loads of touches of the ball yeah. Where do you coach in case anyone listens wants to bring their kids? <laughs> <laughs> um, I coach at Dumbarton United. Um, yeah. It's the under 10s and the under 12 teams. They play at OLSB, which is like a school, um, the outdoor pitch, and then the wee ones train indoors. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. It's yeah. cute. Anything else you want to add into coaching experiences and coaches you've had and how you're building their confidence up? Um. I don't know probably just it's important that even they have female coaches so they can see what they can be because obviously if they can't see anyone like that then how do they know it's like when I was young I was like how am I gonna be a footballer there was like hardly any teams on the tv when I was like seven eight Mm -hmm. like I 
obviously I remember the first women's world cup I went to in France that was the first time I really saw people at women's football to be honest and that was really nice for like all these people to be in France actually watching women's football and they're not just guy supporters that have been given free tickets or whatever so yeah just being there um, me and my friend took obviously the Easter camp for the kids for like there was boys who were coaching but I also think that's important too for like me and someone else my age who are girls to be coaching a room full of boys so they have respect for it and they know like that we're just equal to guy coaches and should be treated equal and they definitely were listening and as much as it was like if it was a guy so that's a good thing because it's definitely changed since I was wee. Massively it's changed hugely like mm-hmm. even like when you watch the football now or you watch rugby there's like female commentators now whereas yeah. like see when that first came out people were like what is this like mm-hmm. this is a joke like, like raging. who is she to like be able to speak about this and it's like what she's probably watched more football than you <laughs> her whole life and she's more interested in, she probably worked so hard for it but it is just incredible to see the way sports changing for women, like overall commentary wise, mm-hmm. uh, presenting wise, and just in the sport as well. And it's only going to get better because there's people like you coming through and little girls looking up to you and seeing you play. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And I guess like it also depends on the country. Like you said, you went to France, and there's probably a good audience there. But also, kind of brings us into your next question because you're moving away. You're leaving yeah. me. <laughs> You need to take me over for America camp. <laughs> but, um, I'll get you doing other things. Yeah, so Holly's moving away, and you've mentioned already you're going to university. But like football is or soccer mm-hmm. is huge over in America, and I can imagine if you were a little girl brought up there, you would see how huge it was, and you'd be so driven and you'd yeah. be excited to do it. It's a total different upbringing from yeah, us. So definitely. yeah, do you want to fill everybody in and and what yeah. you're doing and why you decided to go to America? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, um, for a couple of years now, that's also probably another motivation that I wanted to do well in school. Um, but so I'm doing a football scholarship, and obviously, if I left in fifth year, it's given me like a year to save up some money to take and stuff. So, um, you go out to a school in America and study the same as you would here but play for their soccer team and it's a very high level compared to like the university teams here. So the motivation is like you are a student athlete and you play football or soccer and study at the same time, which really appealed to me because I love, I do love learning um, and I'd still get to play football with like my whole teammates around me who are also into that, which is, will be really fun. So I'm going to Meriden College in Mississippi in August, no, end of July. So I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. How are you and feeling really, about it? Yeah, I'm really excited to move away and like experience loads of different stuff, meet new people, um, yeah, meet my new teammates and stuff, and play in a different league. Like it'll be so different. Obviously, I've played in the Scottish league, but it'll be so different over there. Like all their wee sayings and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like different Ted Lasso. Different. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No. Oh, if anyone is listening to podcasts, watch Ted Lasso. It's absolutely amazing. So it's basically this American um, coach, but he coaches like American football mm-hmm. and he comes over to the UK and he's in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But he's got all these, oh. he doesn't know what what offside is and he doesn't know off oh. all the rules and he takes over this football club and there's loads of stuff that goes on so I don't want to ruin it for you but it's an amazing programme, it's only like 20 minutes long so that's your, you should watch okay. that before you go yeah, over to America because it. it's really good. Um, He's like Ned Flanders, 
He's like such what? a cute guy. Do you know who Ned Flanders no. is? Oh my god. He's <laughs> not in the Simpson era, people. Right. Um so yeah, like I guess like knowing that if football might step up a wee bit, does that scare you? Or are you using this time just now as well to train even harder? Or do you feel it's yeah. gonna help you get a bit become a better player going over there? Yeah, I definitely think it will because it's like more of a lifestyle over there mm-hmm. that everything is really focused and you get a lot of support over there because everyone's doing it and you're really close with your coaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to step up to that level, different yeah. league and, yeah, mm-hmm. um, different climate, obviously. And just to, like, go back to learning. Like, obviously, I do miss learning and stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited to yeah. head over. And what's the thought process after football? Like, I know we just discussed that a little bit the other day, but you do have a wee bit of a plan. But you're also just seeing where life takes you. But yeah. what's your thoughts with the studying side over there? Um, so I'm going to take, like, kind of engineer classes, so, like, physics and maths, just stuff like that. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Just you're stuff so like smart. That. It's a good thing. <laughs> just, like, brainy kind of things like I don't know like I'm interested in sports and stuff but just something different like I feel like it's like two different brains having like learning about like maths and being in a classroom and then being outside playing like it's different yeah because you were saying that you did think of physiotherapy but you felt like it crossed over to football too much Mm -hmm. and you wanted to kind of have a complete escapism from yeah like divide it up to like right this is football time and this is study yeah. time and mm-hmm. don't kind of clash so from a studying perspective what are you going to do on the study side so we know we're going over to play football but what are you interested in kind of doing after um, university i'm interested in like maths like physics chemistry i want to take them kind of classes to gear up for like a engineering degree yeah um, just something really different from football something super super smart no, <laughs> I hate when you say stuff like this. <laughs> but yeah, so you want to do engineering? Yeah. Possibly? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, and why are you thinking of that, like, if you don't get professional at football? Yeah, I guess it's just, like, I always like to have, like, a kind of backup plan, I guess. Um, Obviously, like, football, women's football careers aren't making, like, millions average yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Obviously, it's just good as well as, like, when I retire to have, like, you know, to be have a degree in something with, like, a really good income um, when I get to that point. You just, just something, like, you'll never know what will happen as well if, like, one day you don't love football or whatever as much as you did one time. Yeah, and you said earlier that women's lifespan of playing football isn't that long. Yeah, so, like, their career span um, yeah. of football does tend to be shorter than men's there's like lots of reasons obviously a big one is like they have kids Mm -hmm. as well but that's changing as well where like women are coming back which is great because obviously it's good that they play socially still so that as well and certain injuries are more susceptible to like ACL tears and stuff is like a big thing and um, if you get one of them it can be like you can come back for it but it takes a long time and then in that time what you're doing then for like an income and stuff so yeah yeah definitely just something how did, something how did you decide that you had to have a side project alongside football because a lot I don't know if it's a boy thing but I feel like boys are like they just want to yeah. be footballers and they don't think about anything else like what gave you that thought process of like you need a backup plan did you ever hear I something guess it's or? like it's something as well was like coaches um 
your ability at like football can be objective but like if you're educated and get these grades it's like something no one can take away which um yeah that like i've always felt that like if you work hard and <laughs> get knowledge and stuff like no one can take that away but someone can say like oh yeah you're crap at football yeah or like you don't deserve that contract but yeah like you said, um, it's subjective, so it's like someone's opinion on yeah, your style of football well. and how good you could kind mm-hmm. of possibly be. And sometimes it's just characters, people like characters in the team to keep the team spirit high, not actually them being yeah. the best players. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's all very subjective, isn't it? So, no, it's amazing that you have, like, a side job yeah. or side focus alongside football as well. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Awesome. So, just for us to finish, as we kind of say, like, this podcast is called Lead Her, and we like to see that we have possibly been brought up with people that have inspired us motivated us being a leader in your life so like have you had any women that you've looked up to or who have been celebrities or anyone like that that's really inspired you um i've wrote a couple here yeah. so like the first one obviously i don't know i think you have seen it the casey taylor documentary oh i love that love documentary it. it's like, amazing yeah i really like her she's um, badass she works bloody yeah, hard she does so katie taylor um is it on, I don't know if it's on Amazon ne- no, or Netflix. Netflix, Netflix. Netflix yeah. definitely watch that after listening to this. Yeah, um, I look up to her because it's the hard work as well and it's just like the realism, like mm. she, she doesn't pretend it's easy, like she shows parts where she, like, she falls out of her dad and it, like it wasn't a linear journey for her, like she mm. lost fights and thought, mm, is this me, like if I peaked, went to the Olympics and everything and then is this the downfall, but no, she's still on the upward now. Like getting big, big crowds, guys being on her undercard, um. So yeah, I really look up to her as well, um. Just because she doesn't give up, mm-hmm. and um, as well as like a f- footballer I knew personally when I played at Celtic, like one of my coaches was a woman called Natalie Ross, and she played for the first team, and I just really looked up to her, because she had like an ankle injury. She played for Celtic for a long time, but had an ankle injury and was like out and then had to work hard, hard to get, try and get back in that team with like all the younger international players they just bought. So she had to try and find her strengths to get back in the team, like not be something she isn't, which kind of reminds me of like Jill Scott as well. She's quite like that. Like she's older and uses her strengths instead of tries to match the younger one's strengths. Like she'll bring her... um hard work and obviously she's a big character as well so that's why I look up to Natalie Ross as well um because she managed to get back in that team even after a long injury um as well as just she kind of taught me what she pulled me aside and was like you need to just like practice the basic things a lot um and just keep practicing them when you've got spare time just keep practicing them like it's just really basic stuff but I do it and it's because of her like she said that to me and she was my coach and I just felt like I've had a lot of coaches that I'm like yeah I just feel like a number to them but with her like I really felt like she thought I was good and believed in me and really yeah inspired you yeah 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 I really like her and obviously she works hard like I don't play for Celtic anymore but whenever I see her name on the team sheet on social media and stuff, I'm like, yes, they're gonna <laughs> win today. I love that. Any others? Um, that you? No, yeah, that's yeah. it. Amazing. I love that. And I think, like you said, a very fair point earlier is like people see success as winning and the end point and being the champion, whereas it's not. It's the whole journey that's like mm-hmm. the best part of it and the whole like 
you would never want to give up for that little version of you. And mm-hmm. I think that's who we should all be doing it for, is thinking of a younger self and trying to always make her proud and what would she think of you and not thinking of, like, the success comes from the trophies, because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add? Um, it's an off-the-cuff question. <laughs> it's a very off-the-cuff <laughs> question. <laughs> I prepare you for that one. <laughs> I guess just do your hobbies and... Do your own little thing and what you like because other people will like you for that like yeah just do what makes you happy yeah perfect lovely way to finish it right we are going to go and play bingo <laughs> it's been my auntie sarah's 60th hour here so we're going down to play zoom bingo tonight and and get a little kind of takeaway and we're heading back home tomorrow yeah, no leaving for us. No more activities for us, but hopefully I'll be able to come over to America, me and Joe, for <laughs> a little visit and you can show yeah. us a bit of Mississippi, which would be really cool. Right, awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. And like Holly, you have Gabe where you coach, so if you want to bring kids to coach with Holly, you could. Cool. She has an amazing coach, but she's only here till summer, so make sure you get there. And also if you do have any other questions for Holly, like just send me a little message on Instagram, send me a little email, I'll pass it on to her and we'll make sure she gets that message because your Instagram is very private and you're hardly on it, so there's no point <laughs> sharing that. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for today. You are absolutely incredible and I know you've got such a bright future ahead and I can't wait to see you go to America and do all this cool stuff. I'm so, so excited for you. I know it's going to be an amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so thank, thank you for doing this thanks today. for having me <laughs> I've survived <laughs> maybe we'll do one in the future when you're yeah. in America right thank you guys so much for listening and I'll catch up with you all very soon perfect good 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 well done cut